everything I write is fucking gold, even the first joke I ever wrote. Okay, okay. So this is Carly Poth. Thanks for listening. Um, I'm here with Jonathan Faulkner, Sam Poulter, and Aaron Orlovitz. How you guys doing today? I uh, am doing all right. This is the 125th best day of my life, <laughs> which is pretty good because I think I've been living for like 10,000 days, maybe 20,000. <laughs> I don't know how many years I've lived in it's days. It's an honor to be here for that then. So, okay, so um, what do you guys, we're here at Westminster College. Have you guys been here before? I was on acid here one time, <laughs> but no, I've never attended class. Um, I was with a girl and another friend of mine, and I was kind of gunning for the girl, and then I got too high, and her and my other friend hooked up, and yeah, it was it was nice and, you know, shitty. <laughs> yeah. Did you see them hook up while you were tripping? Oh, yeah. Did it look awesome? It actually looked totally unappealing, so yeah. kind of gross all the time, but it's like especially gross when you're hallucinating. <laughs> Sweet. But I have, I've been here before. I, uh, uh, some of my buddies played in a band that have played here before, and I came and saw them, but, uh, I haven't been anywhere other than this building and, like, like an, a gym somewhere on camp. There's, like, a, a gym or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so on the topic of college, what do you guys think of college? I think it's awesome, but I'm in grad school, so I get paid to go to school, so it's pretty sweet. It's a scam. <laughs> Pharmaceutical chemistry. I think it's why I like hallucinogens. A pharmaceutical chemistry joke? I have one. Uh, so I'm in graduate school because I make poor decision-making skills. I initially wanted to go to medical school, but when they asked me why I wanted to be a doctor, I told them that I really wanted to be responsible for someone's death, <laughs> but not held legally liable. <laughs> so it didn't really work out for me. <laughs> so did, would you guys want to tell a bit of your favorite jokes? Like some of the best ones you've written? Take, yeah, take turns just telling just telling one that you like. That would be good. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, that we've written. Oh goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Falconer will. Should we tell each other's like the favorite joke we have from each other? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell my favorite joke that Sam wrote, and I'm gonna butcher it, but it's great. It's like, so I uh, I grew up in a neighborhood where the Boy Scouts of America was very important. And uh, I really enjoyed my time in the Scouts. I didn't receive my eagle, but my, uh, my older brother did. And I really admired that about him. For example, he uh, recently fell on hard times. His wife left him, took his uh, kid, and went to Atlantic City with so, <laughs> without so much as a word or a note. He lost his job, and if it hadn't been for the skills he learned in the Boy Scouts of America, he might have tied a shittier noose. It's close enough. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I mentioned cocaine at one other point, and, uh, you know, but, yeah, close enough. Um, I'm okay, let me think. (laughs) 
I like this joke that Aaron does, and I won't butcher it. I remember it. Um, it's, by the time I was old enough to hit my dad back, he got cancer. <laughs> 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 That's still one of my favorites. You must be a writer because it was simple and concise, <laughs> straight to the point. <laughs> <laughs> That's the key of joke writing is uh, being concise. I'm trying to remember. I remember the punchline of this joke I like, but I can't remember the setup. By Aaron? Yeah. Uh, whatever th- where the punchline is, I'm eight years old and I'm already a Republican. Oh, oh shit, I think I'm going to try and butcher it because yeah. I think it'll be funnier for me to completely destroy your joke and then people won't think you're funny <laughs> and then they'll listen to me and be like, oh man, that Jonathan guy was really good. <laughs> that part where he totally <laughs> told that joke that Aaron wrote that sucked, <laughs> proved it. Uh, so when I was a kid, my parents would, uh, they told me that when, uh, they wanted to have a baby, they would just pray and then a baby would just show up and that's how babies were made. And that was really confusing for me when I found out that, uh, my neighbor's daughter had gotten pregnant and my parents were like, oh my God, like, I can't believe that that happened. That's so sad. And I'm like, why? She was asking for it. (laughs) Eight years old, and I'm already a Republican. <laughs> that's pretty close. That, the, I mean, there's, yeah, that's almost it. Almost. Almost. I want to tell, can I tell one of your jokes? Okay, this is a this is a joke written by Falconer, but um, I'm trying to remember how it starts. Oh, yeah, I don't, I hate how nice guys are always complaining about not getting laid. Um, I feel like <laughs> they try to... They have this problem where they think of sex as being like, um, what is it like currency? <laughs> yeah, you could tell, you should you should tell it. So I don't like it like how nice guys complain that they can't get laid, because if you're only treating someone nice so that you can get laid, you're not actually a nice person. You're like, hey, you know, you're like you're just treating them like a vending machine where sex falls out and niceness is the currency. <laughs> Uh, it's like, hey, you remember when I bought you flowers last month? Pay up, bitch. <laughs> Close. <laughs> it's really funny how like we think each other's jokes like sound in the parts we remember. <laughs> so on the on the topic of girls, I have a niece and she just turned seven. And uh, recently, recently we were we were talking, and she was like, uh, "I'm really afraid to have children." And I was like, "Why?" And she's like, "I'm afraid the baby is gonna crawl up and eat my heart." <laughs> Which that is scientifically possible. Not many people know that, but it's actually happened to thousands of women across the globe. So think about that when you uh, get pregnant by me and don't want to get an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so You've got nothing to worry about for me. Uh, I'm not going to make offspring strong enough to eat your heart. <laughs> so, so obviously, um, that's kind of terrifying to think of just because you're uh, a girl. So why are you guys happy you're not girls? I mean, it's th- I'm here sitting with three, three, three men and <laughs> curious question. That is a question. <laughs> I'm not like, okay. That's like a that puts us in a rough spot. Why are you happy you're not women? Now, <laughs> granted, like I I think, granted I think being a woman is fine and that's a good thing and people should be okay with being a woman. Slut shaming is wrong. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, but 
I think the worst part about being a woman is like yesterday at three in the morning, I was like, Ugh, I'm just going to cut through this alleyway and nothing happened. But if I were a woman, I would have been terrified to just cut through that alleyway. So that alleyway would have just been like a black hole. It would have been it would have just been another fence that like, <laughs> I couldn't have passed. I kind of realized how shitty women have it when I, w- I did a show in Idaho and afterwards I was hitting on this girl and we were talking for, I don't know, like tw- 30 minutes. And she's like, I feel like I should tell you that I have a boyfriend. And I'm like, oh, that's okay. I hope that you guys like have a great life together. And she's like, oh, my God, you're so nice. No guy like ever says that. They always get mad at me. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? Also, like, income inequality. That's... <laughs> but also, I think that... Uh, and having to pay for makeup. Which yeah, really it is expensive. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that would suck. You guys don't need it, though, I guess, either. Yeah, so. I could probably use a little bit. <laughs> I'm always wearing, like, a thin layer of foundation. Oh, is that what it is? That, that explains hmm. what attracted you. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, income inequality, that's, that's shitty. <laughs> I don't know though. I I kind of I kind of wish cuz I'm lazy. Like I think it'd be nice to be a, a well-endowed woman so that I would wouldn't really have to do much for money other than like maybe you know web web Just have a dowry to pass down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if if like your value is based off of your appearance, like wouldn't that make you feel super shitty when you became ugly? Like I think it'd be great to be a hot girl if you died when you were like 35. Yeah, that's before <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not good at saving money, so that would be an issue at some point. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I I think it would be pretty demeaning to like quit your own life and just set up shop in someone else's. <laughs> like, I don't know. I wouldn't enjoy that. But I'm never gonna tether someone to my life either. So. <laughs> you have too much respect for women to to try to get them to. Yeah, I have. I res- ladies, I respect you too much to talk to you. Okay. <laughs> Can I just say that that's like incredible? Like I admire that so much. <laughs> I just think that's such a sweet. Because I'm act- I think I'm gonna do that because I feel like I've been, I've become a little bit creepy <laughs> with hitting on women, and I think I'm gonna like not do it for a while. I'm gonna take the Aaron Orlovitz tactic, and uh, not have sex for a long time. <laughs> So talking about uh, how what you admire in Aaron, what was uh, your guys' first impressions of each other before you got to know one another? So my first impression of Aaron, I saw him at, uh, it was a comedy competition at Five Monkeys, the bar, and he was, it was like his first time, I think, and he was pretty funny, and I was angry. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? He just shows up here and like wins this competition on his first time? So, uh, so yeah, I think I always held, like, a very small amount of resentment for him. <laughs> I, uh, m- we all met at this same thing, actually. I saw Falcon Air there for the first time, but I didn't really hang out with him, and I didn't see him again for a second. Um, my real first impression was, like, like, this is the only guy whose comedy is getting him laid from, like, <laughs> Falcon Air. <laughs> Uh, Is that why you do it? (laughs) (laughs) 
Actually, part of what, I started comedy for a lot of reasons. None of them were because I thought it was funny. I was doing it mainly as like to try and make myself a better person because I thought like if I was funny and I learned how to be funny, like it's useful for everything, you know. And one of the things was like women. I'm like, holy shit! If I could just make girls laugh very easily, that would make them want to have sex with me more. So it was it was like not the main reason, but it was like a reason. And then at the same thing, uh, Sam had, like, probably his worst show ever. At that same uh, competition? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I uh, invited some people from my work, and I work at a school for children who have autism. And Sam's, like, first bit had something to do with people who have autism. And they, like, booed him off the stage. <laughs> I was I felt so bad. My first impression of Sam was uh, I'd like seen him in open mics a lot and he wasn't funny for like a few months. <laughs> and then uh, and then one time he went on stage and fucking destroyed and he had these hilarious jokes. And I was like, holy shit. You know, it's like if you. Yeah, I feel like it's like if you have a, a friend girl in high school who's like fat and then you see her like four years later and she like lost all the weight and she's like crazy hot. It was like all of a sudden I saw Sam as like a new person. <laughs> Or as actually a person. (laughs) God damn. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah, I wasn't funny for a long time. Um, My. I I was going to say, like, what made you keep coming back? Like, what advice would you have for other people who, like, might be like, oh, man. I'm just going to have to, sh- like, really suck for a couple months if I want to try comedy. I yeah. should quit. You, everybody yeah. should quit. <laughs> everybody that's not me and Jonathan and Aaron should just quit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think what kept me coming back was probably, like, my dad did a lot of heroin when I was growing up, so I didn't get, like, a lot of attention. So I kind of tried to fill that void with <laughs> laughter from strangers. <laughs> and... uh I went over my time pretty much every week, I think, always, and I didn't really have, like, a coherent, like, (laughs) punchline ever, and then, yeah, and then one day I was like, maybe, what if I just, like, wrote a joke where I can say it, and I won't go over my time, and people will (laughs) laugh at it, (laughs) and and then I did that, and it's been, it's been pretty sweet ever since then. Yeah, I've been to a couple of shows, they're funny. Yeah, I've seen all of you guys, I think, uh, maybe once or twice, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, when are you guys performing again? I know it might not all be the same, but... Um, I have a show on Monday at Moe's Diner. It's the, the 23rd, I believe. 23rd. Um, of February. Oh, okay. Feb- I was February. like, east, yeah. south. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm opening up for, uh, Derek Sheen. He's a Seattle-based comic. He's really funny. And Amra Ames will be doing that as well. And she's really funny. I have a show tomorrow. I don't know if this will even be available <laughs> for like people to listen to for that plug by tomorrow, but I have a show tomorrow. And then uh, next month, I will be doing a show in my friend's basement. You can add me on Facebook if you want to come to that, because too many people show up already, and <laughs> we got to keep, you know, we got to keep it at least, you know, to basement capacity. Um, and then in later that month, I will be guest hosting um, Dungeons and Comedy for Nicholas Don Smith. And where's that at? That that's uh, 
that's uh, that depends. It, it was typically at Muse Music Cafe in Provo, but then they moved to a different location, and it's been happening at the Sugar Space. But the Sugar Space is expensive, so it may happen at the University of Utah uh, like auditorium or the Union Theater. Yeah, or it may happen at Moe's, or it may happen at Muse. So. I mean, you can go online and find that, but uh, it's a pretty cool show. We play Dungeons and Dragons. I've seen it before, yeah, and mm-hmm. you kind of just uh, add a little comedy to it. It's and I will be the uh, guest dungeon master for that evening. I think I'm doing that show in the basement also. Yeah, you are. Okay, yep, I'm doing that show. And uh, these guys are clearly more successful than me. That's all I got going on. I'm doing, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a show April 18th at uh, the... Air Force Base. Oh, cool. Well, I'll be sure to, like, put your guys' like, Facebook contact info there. So people, yeah, or Twitter, too, if you have that, and so they can check it out. Sweet. Sweet. So um, maybe what's, what are some of your favorite games to play um, that helps, cre- like, the creative process? Like, do you guys get together and write together ever? Or or not necessarily we've, that, but, like, maybe. We've tried that, but it doesn't really work. It's I think it's the best to write just by being funny with each other and then sometimes the material comes from that and then it's more organic yeah absolutely i uh i've tried to like i've done kind of like let's sit down and write and it doesn't work you just end up like bullshitting for hours and nothing gets written but uh i mean all of us have been like hey let me tell you this joke i'm thinking about doing like we'll write a joke and get feedback from each other I still want to do that thing where we try to write a joke for each other. Oh, yeah. yeah, I want. Yeah, but uh, as as an exercise, I just wrote this joke like twenty minutes ago, so this can be an example of what we do with each other. You can tell me whether or not you think this sucks. <laughs> so, uh, so life is really shitty, you know. Like that's why people say, like, when someone dies, they're in a better place now. It's not because they're in he- heaven; it's just because they're literally not alive anymore. They just don't exist. <laughs> I mean, you know. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I like Aaron. (laughs) I mean, I I like where it's going. It's got potential, but, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that one. That's what happens when you write a joke. It's usually not funny. And then you tell it a few times, and then hopefully it becomes funny, or you throw it away. In all honesty, I actually, it's like a good premise, and there's places to go from there. I think you should elaborate. That's my honest opinion. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. I think I think that's like I like I that's a funny really idea. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't wait to die. So um. <laughs> I'm going to live. Al, I'm going to live forever yeah. in a computer. Aaron just GG Allen to the mic and tried to bash his own teeth out. If uh, if you guys don't know who GG Allen is, you should look up a documentary on his life. It's amazing. <laughs> So who are uh, some aspiring comedians that you listen to that maybe make you want to be funny like them? Oh, like you mean like m- like named comedians? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how a, a local band might have a favorite musician. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, famous comics. I don't know. It It's kind of changed a lot for me since I started doing stand-up. Like before I actually started, I was just watching like videos, uh, like Laugh Factory sets and stuff, and that humor is more like physical and not as like wordy and funny that way. So I, my taste kind of changed. I don't know. I really like like Anthony Jeselnik. 
I'm just watching Aaron. <laughs> I like Anthony Jeselnik. I like uh, <coughs> Stanhope, Doug Stanhope, uh, you know, Louis C.K., Mark Marin. Um, Jim Jeffries has been a recent favorite of mine. Uh, I like a lot of comics. I got into comedy at first because it was like a way to connect me to like my Jewish roots. So my, uh, my, uh, like big guys in the beginning were like Larry David and like Jerry Seinfeld and even like some of the more like filmmaker comedians like Woody Allen and, uh, Mel Brooks. But lately I've just, like, I don't tell jokes like they do. I'm not that style of comedian, but I really do like, uh, like Mark Marin. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of Dan Harmon as well. And, uh, Falconer recently introduced me to a guy I really like named, uh, Sean Rouse, who is really great as well. Yeah, Sean Rouse is amazing. More people should like him because he has rheumatoid arthritis and he's probably going to die soon. So it would be great if he could get like a fan base. Because right now I'm pretty sure he doesn't have much of one. <laughs> well, sometime, maybe it'll be cooler like after. <laughs> yeah, after he dies. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that happens to too many people. Yeah, it'd be all right, I guess. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's your legacy forever, you know. Mm-hmm. Which is, that's cool. Yeah, but you'll be dead, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to say Mitch Hedberg, too. He's probably, like, an all-time. Yeah, Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg. My favorites are Doug Stanhope, Bill Hicks, uh, Joe DeRosa, Sean Rouse. Aaron. Louis C.K. Aaron Orlovitz. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, my uh, 159th favorite comedian. <laughs> In Utah. <laughs> you made it above, uh, you're right above CC Chambers. <laughs> Who's CC Chambers? Oh, God. Um, someone else answer that question. There's only 160 comedians in Utah. <laughs> uh, Falconer, you said her name. You get to, you get to stir this pot. I'm not. I'm not stirring the pot. There's been a lot of drama that's going on in the stand-up scene, and I feel bad for contributing to that. And no one gives a shit. Normal people, they don't care. It'd be like if you were interviewing like ballerinas, and then you did like an hour segment on like how their personalities like conflict with each other. You know, like no one cares. Yeah. Okay. She was a woman who wanted senior, like bitchy person, all the freshmen. Yeah, she wanted a. She wanted people to, like, pay her to, like, get airtime on this website or something. It was stupid. I mean, I'm, I'm just drunk a lot. I don't follow any of that, really. <laughs> <laughs> I just try to remember, like, jokes to the best of my ability for the most part. But. So what are th things that you guys, like, don't have in common that, like, kind of make you clash a little bit? I'm not Jewish. Aaron's <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> Actually, I have a great grandmother that was a, a Holocaust survivor, so maybe. That's on his paternal side, by the way. That means something. <laughs> yeah, it does mean. I don't know what it means, but. Yeah, it means you're not Jewish. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like. I don't like if you look at my life I have almost nothing in common with Aaron <laughs> like whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, Falconer is beautiful. 
and I'm not. Like, look, uh, you can't see him, but imagine him, and you're probably pretty close. That's enough of that. Uh, <laughs> I think that, like, it's great. Like, part of what I love about comedy is that I get to meet people that I have nothing in common with, but then, like, you realize that you do have a lot in common with, like, the way you think or, like, just, like, I love hanging out with Aaron. He's a great guy. <laughs> if I was an attractive woman, I would totally have sex with him, despite <laughs> what he looks like. But I respect attractive women and unattractive women, so I'm not going to talk to you. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I just remembered, too, I don't think I got to share my first impression of Jonathan, but this would, this would probably... Um, yeah, he does look like he's chiseled out of marble, and um, if the light hits him just so, uh, rainbows permeate from his from his body. I thought I saw that like when he walked in, and I just didn't want to say anything. Yeah, it's pr- it's pretty sweet. <laughs> we d- we don't have that in common. Can I also say that I hate all of you? <laughs> also, Falconer is tall, and I'm not tall. That's a big one. That's a big. That's a big hang-up for me. <laughs> are you uh, are you shorter than I am? How tall are you? Like five eleven. Six. Six. Five eleven or six six. Choose one. Six six. <laughs> then you're taller than. Me. <laughs> are you are you really five eleven or are you like five eleven and a half? Yeah, I, I'm like five eleven and a half. Okay. It's interesting like how dudes always round up their heights. <laughs> I'm six three and a half and sometimes I say I'm six three, sometimes I say I'm six four, and I'm not really sure why. That was an interesting was, yeah. Let's <laughs> ask us another question. <laughs> okay. Um when I play the game like would you rather like I have one that like always sticks in my head. Do you guys have like, ones that you've heard that you got, like, asked and you just, like, kind of stopped in your tracks and were like, the hell? <laughs> or here, let's do that. When's the last time you can remember just, like, just minding your own business and then the something, like, stopped you in your tracks? Oh, I that was a perfect one. Well, me and Aaron were at Urban Urban Lounge a couple weekends ago. Oh, cool. What and, show were you seeing? Uh, it was Zodiac Empire, I think. How was that? It was. I didn't watch them. Okay. I mean, I they're great. <laughs> Shout out. Um, but there was a very drunk girl there, and uh, a couple of my friends were telling them that Aaron and I were famous comedians. And she walked up to us and she was like, "You guys are comedians. I feel like you're only comedians because you laugh because you can't cry." And I think that that uh. Yeah, How do you respond to that? Yeah, we Aaron looked at me and he said, "That was beautiful, man." And then, yeah, I think I just went. I took a shot of tequila at that point <laughs> and laughed. <laughs> it was like the truest thing I had ever heard someone say about me. It's like you only laugh because you can't cry. It's like holy shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like just some woman comes up like you only laugh because you can't cry. I'm like that is that's. That's like the Oracle at Delphi or something. That's <laughs> this person has powers. Yeah, I think that she was God actually. <laughs> yeah. Who knew it was a woman? A- Aaron did. I fear God, <laughs> much like I fear women. What about you? When's the last time that you were stopped it's in your tracks? Rem- it's I actually remember a Would You Rather okay. that I've been thinking about this whole time, which is a uh, like. 
would you rather have a sex drive or not have a sex drive? And uh, I think like life would be a lot more simple if I was a eunuch. So I think I might castrate <laughs> myself soon. Just as a social so you experiment. you can answer that question accurately. For the rest of your life. <laughs> That's right. I, uh, I've actually wondered about that question myself. And I actually think, like, without sex drives, at least for men, I don't pretend to know how it is for women, but, uh, like, a lot of things wouldn't happen. Like, I feel like, <laughs> like, like the great historical conquerors, like, Alexander the Great did that to get some pussy. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was like, I'm going to conquer the known world, and no one is going to sa- be able to say no to me. Like, I'm, t- I'm going to be at the top. I don't think he would have done that if he didn't have a sex drive. He would have just kind of chilled and be like, I'm fine just sitting, learning from Aristotle, having a gay old time. <laughs> it is Greece, you know, I don't know. If I didn't have a sex drive, I would have never written about 90% of my jokes. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really try to, like, get anywhere with women more often than not. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting called out. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Um, from time to time, I put in a little effort, but <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's hear some. How do you guys get ladies? Let's hear some of your pickup lines when you're not on the stage. Um, <laughs> I can start this. Um, this is my line. It will begin at the end of this sentence. (laughs) (laughs) You're not even giving me, like, the smolder or anything. You're just (laughs) putting your head down. (laughs) Looking at my shoes. Aaron doesn't have a line so much as he has, like, a look. (laughs) It's a look of great disdain. But it's it's only it, the only reason that it comes across that way is is really because it's like he was talking about before. He he has so much respect for women that, that he wasn't feels an advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he feels the need to uh, you know to sh- to scare them away. Seriously, if you're a woman or you're listening to this podcast, sacrifice your dignity to have sex with Aaron Orlovitz. <laughs> I'll give you some money. It's not. It's not. It's not prostitution if like I pay for it, right? Then it's like. Uh, it's I'm, like a I'm present. <laughs> you just. You just ruined any possible. Like, if I were to decide, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be like, is this girl talking to me because John Falconer is going to pay her for it? I'm never gonna know for the, for the rest of my life. Come on, it's like that scene in the Cable Guy. It worked out for everyone. Ninety-six movie <laughs> reference. <laughs> And, like, a terrible one at that. Like, <laughs> that movie, like, nearly destroyed Ben Stiller's career. I fucking love The Cable Guy. It's, <laughs> I think it's amazing. Go right now, watch The Cable Guy, and then we'll have a poll up to see who likes it and who hates it, and we'll decide who's right. <laughs> um, I don't have a line with women because I think it's dumb. Like, there's no, like, you just have to say hi, and then either she finds you attractive or she doesn't, or if she does find you attractive, she'll give you a phone number that she won't text you back from. <laughs> At least that's my experience. What's like? Uh, what's uh, your experience seeing other men use lines? Like, what, have you? What's like the worst line you've ever heard? Can you think of any off the top of your head? This one time, my friend Corbin was really drunk after a concert, and he screamed at a woman, 
and said, hey, you're you're beautiful. And she told him to fuck himself and gave him the bird. And then he started sc- he following her <laughs> down the sidewalk <laughs> screaming. So that's why women should be afraid sometimes, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, he uh, <laughs> a little intervention. Yeah, it was a uh, we women. we had a little sit down talk <laughs> after that. Sometimes I could just yeah. be the nerves, like the yeah, yelling cor- thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy took a lot of Adderall <laughs> and he was really drunk, so I think is threatening them just the nerves. <laughs> it's like I'm just a little nervous. Okay, maybe you should be too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I really am going to stop hitting on women. I'm going to I'm going to be Aaron Orlovitz from now on. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> I, you're a happy guy, right? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> exactly. See, the happier you are, the worse comedy you do. So really, I'm trying to figure out how I can make myself the most miserable so that I can then be successful and famous and then kill myself like all great comedians do. Yeah, um, I like to I like to be try and be aware as like as aware as I can of of like the things that I need to improve on in my life and stuff, and then I don't ever do those things, but I'm aware that I should, <laughs> and that keeps me kind of depressed. <laughs> that's yeah, your that's secret my to writing good jokes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all. Yeah, that's my line. Yeah. Um. So. Do you guys want to give a little? Do you guys want to like say one of your own jokes now, maybe? Yes. Sure. Take a turn. You say your own. All right. Yeah. Um, Okay. This one's kind of. This one's all right. Uh, My ex-girlfriend and I used to argue constantly. But what we'd argue about the most was what temperature we should keep our apartment. She was always really cold, and I was always too hot. But uh, I don't know. I think there's probably some irony in there somewhere because she's been in a freezer for months. (laughs) I've <laughs> been reading a lot of the Bible lately And also I've been watching a lot of documentaries Like nature documentaries And those have kind of gotten crossed in my mind And it made me wonder Do sharks have a Jesus Who like swam on land And all the other sharks are like Surely this shark is the son of God I mean I I don't know Shark Jesus approaches Shark Peter Says do ye love me He says of course <laughs> you know that I love thee Shark Jesus says, then feed me lambs. I mean, I can see it now. The feel-good movie of the summer. Passion of Jesus. At the end of the trailer, a guy has a cigarette fall out of his mouth. Says, we're going to need a bigger cross. (laughs) There's been a lot of debate in the shark community, however. All of the depictions of Shark Jesus depict him as a great white but he was from the South Australia Sea, so clearly he was a black fin. <laughs> Should I do the Mormon war joke or the conspiracy theory joke? Do both. Do both. Okay. Uh, since we were talking about approaching women, like the dating scene in Utah is hard, I've noticed. Like it seems like every girl here is either in a relationship or just wants to be in a relationship. Like I just have a hard time finding girls that are only interested in casual sex. But I don't know. I'm probably just going to the wrong ward. <laughs> <laughs> this this next joke will give uh, any philosophy philosophy student listeners an erection. 
I think that conspiracy theorists have neck beards because they've never heard of Occam's razor. That was the simplest way that I could write that joke that 5% of this audience will understand. <laughs> conspiracy theorists really bother me because I just hate having conversations. There's some really interesting classes here on conspiracy theories. Like I took a zombie apocalypse conspiracy theory class and um, a research of the end times class. And was it was useful? It useful? You know, it actually kind of was just because, uh, I don't know, the more you uh, can try and think about how other people think, the better off you are, right? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I just uh, A lot of academic rigor at the zombie apocalypse <laughs> class. <laughs> Like, what did Derrida say about the zombie apocalypse? So what are your, some of your favorite conspiracy theories, then, that, you've, uh, that just really gets you, get your boat sailing? Yeah, so this one, yeah, so this one is my cousin. Um, like, my biggest issue with conspiracy theorists is that they don't, like, trust academic research that, like, disproves things, like 9-11. You know, like, people are like, oh, steel can't melt at, like, 4,000 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, well, it loses, like, 50% of its strength, so that means that under, you know, the weight of, like, 100,000 tons, it'll still collapse. And, like, scientists are the greatest source of information, the unbiased information that we have because of peer review. Like, if you read some conspiracy theory article or even something on Huffington Post, there aren't editors that, like, peer review their articles and, like, fact check it for shit, you know? Or use the scientific theory. Yeah, but if you're, like, a scientist, you have other scientists that want to try and shit all over your work because they hate each other. So usually it's accurate. Like, not all the time, but it's, like, the best source that we can get. And, like, we as normal dumb people, like, cannot identify true information. Like, how many Facebook friends have you had that have posted fake news articles? Uh, too many. On their right. Facebook. <laughs> right, because people are dumb, and we just don't know what's real and what's not so if you can just go with some like what smart people say it's like a pretty good place to base your beliefs on it goes for religion too i may be a little long-winded <coughs> um conspiracy theories bother me because they're basically all rooted in anti-semitism uh like 90 percent of them like, he's like, oh, talking about, like, 9-11 truth. Or like, yeah, like, the steel falls. Also, the Jews had no reason to commit 9-11. How about that part? <laughs> How about there's no motive? <laughs> okay? And then, <laughs> and then, like, you've got, like, people, like, there's these people who believe that there are reptiles. Sorry to interrupt you, but there's totally a motive. It it it's Zionist sympathy. You know, you make Muslims look like horrible terrorists. All of a sudden, people don't give a shit that Israel's there. Sl hashtag uh, the Jews did 9/11. So you you blow up a building in the city with the second largest population of Jews in the world. So they won't suspect you, obviously. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> anyway, the point I'm making is there's also, there's, like, these people that believe that reptiles are, like, part of, like, that are, like, infiltrating the government and stuff. And what's funny is it's exactly the same as this old conspiracy called, like, the Practices of the Elders of Zion, where, like, Jews were taking Christian children and, like, manufacturing, like, a simulacrum. And so, like, and then bringing the children back. And so now your kid is actually a secret Jew and he's going to grow up to be the czar or something. <laughs> and so it, it uh, 
And so, like, you replace reptile with every single... The Illuminati conspiracy theory, like, you hear about these guys, they're like, oh, the Rothschild family, the Rothschild family. They just happened to finance the right side of a war and get really politically powerful over it. It, Like, all these Jews and the banks and the Rothschilds and the reptile, it's all bad. People, stop believing these things. Please. <laughs> I feel like if if you believe in one conspiracy theory, you probably believe in like every conspiracy theory. Like my uncle Jim is uh um is fucked and he believes he thinks that there's a middle earth where the, the Illuminati like every every world power congregates and sort of makes decisions that affect uh the outcome of everything that ever happens. And uh yeah, he's also always trying to get me to buy these, these uh, these pills. I don't know. He's a w- he's a weird guy. <laughs> like, uh, don't people spend like their like whole year salary on like iodine pills and shit like that yeah. sometimes? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, if you believe in a conspiracy theory, it's like being a hypochondriac around somebody with like cancer. Yeah. Fun <laughs> fact about my uncle Jim: one time, uh, <laughs> one time we were eating Thanksgiving dinner. And uh, my dad's family was over, and he stood up in the middle of it and went into my study, which was in the like a room that was adjacent. And uh, yeah, no doors or anything, not like it's just open. And um, he s- began masturbating to hardcore Japanese hentai pornography. And so from then on out, we had to take the mouse out of the computer whenever <laughs> Uncle Jim came over. <laughs> and. He also stole my Game Boy once, and I found it five years later in the back of my grandma's car. So, yeah, it's, he's cool. He's a fun guy. Any women who are listening to this podcast should also have sex with Sam Poulter's Uncle Jim. <laughs> you can do that instead of having it with me. I won't pay you for Jim, though. Actually, you prob- you can try, but uh, Uncle Uncle Jim put put his uh the tip of his member inside of an, uh, a woman one time and it's been like a real source of distress for him ever since because he believes that he's chosen by god to to do something N- none of us are sure what exactly but he feels like um a little bit damned now because of that so i thought you were gonna say he got like a sexually <laughs> transmitted disease <laughs> does your uncle jim need friends because he sounds awesome other than the whole hentai thing and everything else you said <laughs> Yeah, bring this guy to open mic, man. Like, let's let's give this guy a like a, a platform to speak his mind. I think it would be good. Yeah, he'd probably he'd probably do really well. Yeah, well, I, sh- I think I'll bring him. Him and David Mass could have a crazy <laughs> off. <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, Jews, yeah, yeah. As my like eyes turn to reptile eyes <laughs> we <laughs> they don't exist <laughs> no i am a reptile i'm a reptile i determine who lives and who dies get away from me my o- my only problem with the jews is that they're very self-centered you know like aaron just tried to tell us that every conspiracy theory was centered around the jews like come on jfk I'm going to Google Jews killed JFK and see what came comes up. Well, yeah, but okay, you're going to win that one. <laughs> All right, maybe you're right. 
He's looking it up right now. I do. I do want to know this information. But that's the thing is like anyone can come up with a conspiracy theory. Same with the religion, like the guy who invented the flying uh, spaghetti monsters. Have you heard of them? Anybody can do anything. Uh, no, he like comes up with like a guidelines and everything. How many total results is that? Does it tell you? Well, I mean Basically, if you type in, if you Google Jews killed JFK, uh, there's a lot of hits. <laughs> so, uh, so that was a double entendre. So Aaron is right on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of like, how did Israel kill JFK? So do you guys have a favorite president? Speaking of. Of presidents. Favorite president. <laughs> you know, um, good old Ronald Reagan. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that trickle-down economics worked for me. No, it it doesn't work for anyone. Okay. Um, favorite president. Let me think. Uh, uh, Martin Van Buren, right? He was the guy that basically, like, gave his entire cabinet to the mafia or something like that or was no that was warren g harding i believe harding was the first guy elected after women got the right to vote and then he uh he installed what was called the gang of ohio which was just a basically a bunch of gangsters who sat around the white house and like smoked and drank and had a great time for four years or whatever shows you what women's suffrage got us <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally a feminist. Uh, I think my favorite president is Taft because he invented the bathtub, and he's probably going to be our last fat president. Because, like, you could be fat and be president before we had TV, but now, like, we see that. Like, Chris Christie, that would never happen, you know, because people see that, and they're like, oh, man. I want to vote for somebody who was appealing looking. Exactly. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. The TV thing is so important now in politics. Like, I don't think you could have, like, an unattractive, well, at least, like, not an ugly president anymore. Like, they're going to have to look good on TV. Like, even the idea of looking presidential now, that's a thing. That wasn't a thing before. Also, I another favorite president of mine is uh, Teddy Roosevelt because uh, he uh, did a lot of cool things. He signed the antitrust act which means you know that at least we're not all wage slaves right now and then also he signed a tax increase for like super wealthy people that only affected uh, affected uh rockefeller <laughs> <laughs> pretty awesome also rock or roosevelt got shot while he was delivering a speech and continued to deliver his speech before seeking medical attention so he's a major badass the original gangster of badasses, maybe. Yeah, I I like Bill Clinton, just because I I feel b- feel bad for him for what happened to him. Uh, I have a friend. Who job? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what I part of that was turned out bad for him. <laughs> no, like I I have a friend who met Hillary Clinton at a debate tournament as a youngin, and said that it was the, it was the single most terrifying experience they'd ever had just meeting another human, and uh, I feel like. She probably keeps him on a pretty tight leash. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, he has to go home to that every night. So that, that's sad. I will be voting for Hillary Clinton in 2016 <laughs> if she runs. So I I want the terrifying woman that keeps her man on such a tight leash. She has to get, like, a blowjob <laughs> from an intern. That's That's what we need for this country. 
<laughs> so I appreciate you guys coming in on a Saturday. Uh, how do you guys gonna spend the? How do you guys usually spend your Saturday nights? What are we doing? We gonna do something after this? You guys wanna hang? Yeah, we're gonna go hang. Titty bar. <laughs> usually we uh, we have a human sacrifice that we uh, place in the center of a three pronged circle or a triangle, I suppose, since that's <laughs> what happens when you have three points <laughs> that are connected. And uh, and we hold hands and uh, give each other Dutch rudders. It's uh, it's a pretty good time. Yeah, that it feels good. Um, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna drink. <laughs> That's usually what I do for for fun. I'm gonna scrounge together two hundred dollars so I can get a membership card yeah. to the Church of Satan. <laughs> Where did you see that advertised again? Uh. I think it's satanicchurch.com. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the, those who might be interested. <laughs> I love that someone registered that domain. It's, uh, I hope that someone registered that before the Church of Satan did, and then the Church of Satan had some like really needy response letter to try and like get that domain. Like, excuse me, sir, can you please give us the domain for Church of Satan? It's just that people need to be able to find us, you know? And... <laughs> I like your uh, whiny Satanist <laughs> accent. People need to find us. Help, Satan! I mean, I don't want to judge any of our Satanist listeners, but I feel like I feel like most Satanists are—they're probably going to be pretty nerdy and a little bit like socially awkward. So I feel like my stereotype is justified. <laughs> Paying two hundred dollars for a membership to the the Church of Satan is something that you do out of um, hatred towards everybody else that exists. Yeah, I wonder what the benefits are. <laughs> Probably having a card that says you're a Satanist. <laughs> but also, I mean, two hundred dollars is a drop in the bucket compared to ten percent of your income for the rest of your life. Unless you're me, I two hundred. I'll be lucky to make twenty thousand dollars yeah i was just gonna make that joke and insult how much how few money how few money you make (laughs) and we just oh my god this is why i don't do podcasts (laughs) at least it's not a live one (laughs) yeah you can you can make me sound intelligent just substitute like a robot voice for every for my dialogue (laughs) it'll turn out better and more entertaining yeah you can use microsoft sam for me too if you want (laughs) That's perfect. Well, do you guys want to? Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about, or anyone else you want to? You want to make a shout out or anything like that? Oh, shouts out to my dead homies. <laughs> shouts out to my living homies. Shouts out to the daddies. I don't know. I heard that in a rap track once. Shouts out to they daddies. Shouts out to Sammy's daddy. I don't know, Falconer, you got a shout out? I want to do all the shout outs. Give me your shout outs. All right. Uh, I don't know. Sam's Uncle Jim, definitely. Shouts out. Will he really? No. No, he's too busy hanging out uh, at the entrance to Smith's. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
So I just want to tell a story about, like, I feel like uh, this one dude that I met once and Sam's Uncle Jim have a lot in common. So there's this, there's this nude beach in San Diego called Black's Beach. It's really cool. And there's, like, this main path that goes down to the beach, which is really pretty. And, uh, like, kids go down it, like, adults. It's not, like, like, only part of it's nude. And one time I was going down there and I passed, like, a few kids – and then right after I passed the kids, there's a guy standing there wearing nothing but tennis shoes and a straw hat with his hands at his hips. And he's just <laughs> staring at people go down, <laughs> just completely naked. And I have spent probably like years of my life thinking about what this guy does, like in his daily life. Like I like to think he's really popular with his friends, you know, and then uh, they're like, hey, Jeff, you want to like come hang out tonight? And he's like, no, man. I'm going to be uh, standing at the glider port by Black's Beach naked just watching the people walk down for about eight hours. <laughs> but uh, maybe afterwards we can chill. We can talk about me for like another hour if you guys want to. Let's, let's compliment him really creepily. Sam, you look tired. You look, but it's, it's a good kind of tired. It's a I feel like Sam has a very supple body. Like, I feel like if uh, if we were to... Tight. A tight body. Yeah, like, if we were to give him a full body massage, his skin would be, like, really silky smooth. Like, like I feel like Sam might get grafts of baby skin on his own skin to make it softer. Sounds like a superpower. <laughs> Never mind. All the parts that aren't covered in cystic acne are really smooth like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that was That's one of Sam's lines. <laughs> That's it. Hey, girl. Uh, <laughs> you want to pop some some zits? <laughs> some people are really Yeah, in. and a category on Pornhub.com <laughs> dedicated to that sort of thing. I don't actually. We should find find out if I don't. I don't know. There might be. Probably not. So on the topic of uh, of superpowers, uh, I have a friend, and we used to joke that like the worst superpower you could have would be like levitating, like maybe like a foot and a half off the ground and you could only ever go like you know like eight miles per hour that's literally like the superpower that i wanted as a kid <laughs> i'm not kidding me really? and craig talked Were you about that this friend that said that <laughs> i think nick i think nick would would say that sometimes uh and uh like be like whenever you got angry like Ugh, i'm out of yeah, here yeah you could just, just float like float away up real thought, slowly yeah. not cool i'll passive aggressively and it would be pretty tight. So, what would what if you guys could create like one of the worst superpowers? <laughs> just like one that would be like, oh, oh man. Probably like, um, if you could do something really cool with like your cum. <laughs> my su my superpower is literally completely related to this. So mine is a benevol benevolent superpower who can cure any STD by having sex with people. Oh. <laughs> so it's actually. Uh, yeah, and that would suck because uh, he would literally have to have sex with every human being. And I feel like that would be exhausting. He would also be asexual, you know? So he'd basically be like, if Jesus... What was that? I don't think you'd have enough time. Like, I think you'd die before you accomplished the, the goal. You think so? Yes. It'd be never-ending. That's what's so tragic about it. He was never able to complete it, and STDs live on. Well, I mean, you'd have to have sex with everyone just to make sure. But uh, my s my superpower is a little more benign than that. 
I thought it would be cool. Well, I think it would be awful to like communicate with bees, but bees are all dicks and will still sting you. <laughs> like just because you can talk to them doesn't they're mean like, they're hey, gonna what listen. Up? And they're like, "Hey, fuck you!" And then they, and then they sting you. <laughs> and what if you could have like any superpower? If I could have any superpower. Um, what did I say? We talked about how sweet it would be. We talked about how sweet it be, it would be if you could like stop time. Yes, that would be really cool. Stopping time would be really cool. I would stop time. So, in order to have sex with every human on planet Earth. If you had sex with a hundred people a day, it would take you a hundred and ninety-one thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Aaron Orlitz was correct. <laughs> Could you repeat this that one more time? <laughs> uh, you would have to have sex with a hundred people a day for a hundred and ninety-one thousand seven hundred and eighty point eight years. Oh my God. It's a lot of fucking. <laughs> uh, there's that old like movie, the uh, God Makers, that like anti-Mormon cartoon where they're like, uh, after an eternity of endless celestial sex. I think that's what it would be like. Sam, do you want to weigh in on, on this? Uh, I'm having too much fun here. I'm like preventing <laughs> this from ending. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah. If I c- if I could have any superpower, I'd 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 want to be able to uh, um, to turn into my uncle Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so that like on his on his off days, I could go to Smith's and hang out with his friends <laughs> and get the lowdown, <laughs> see what's going on with with that. All right. Well, I think we've got a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> to go through. Um, I think so. Yeah. Thank you, Carly. Yeah, thanks, and thanks for uh, and coming Adam. Uh, out to Westminster, guys. Thanks, Carly. It was fun. I had a good time. Shalom, <laughs> Westminster. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, be sure to check out the links at the bottom of the page, and uh, you can check out some of these guys' stuff and keep tabs on when they're performing. I got good tweets. Good tweets, yeah. For good laughs. Also, you should come to the open mics in uh, Salt Lake City. Where can they find those? Monday at the uh, University Union Theater. University of Utah Union Theater, right? That's what it's called. Um, Moe's American Diner Oh, at 7 p.m. Uh, Moe's American Diner at 7.30 on Tuesdays. Wise Guys West Valley City at 7 on Wednesdays. Uh, Sandy Station at five on Saturdays. I think that's it. I mean, there are like other ones, but no one goes to them. Cool. And uh, if we have any listeners that might want to participate or anything? Yeah, any of those would be a good place to go. Uh, I mean, if it's your first time, I recommend maybe going to Moe's or Wise Guys. Those are, I think, where you're going to get the most bang for your buck, so to speak. I just want to tell anybody who's listening who might be thinking about doing it though that they shouldn't. They shouldn't come. They shouldn't do it. <laughs> you should come and watch and uh, take your clothes off when I get up, but you shouldn't actually do it. 
<laughs> and why is that? Um, you know, just because I, I just don't want them to. Because that's the only way that Sam can get an erection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think, does that conclude our time here? <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, my love. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye.